Attention, please. The show starts in five, four, three, two, one, go. Live from Floyd Street. The Freakies 2021. Now, here's your host, Jacob Lane, Mad McGavick, and Vincent. Let's go, 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 go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to the much anticipated. The Freakies, the Freaky Awards, the second ever Freaky Awards, the first one since 2019. It is so good to be with you folks tonight. I am your host of this show, Jacob Lane, and I am joined by my good friends and co-hosts, Vincent LaCoco and Matt McGavick. And we are uh, just beyond ecstatic for the Freakies. This is something that uh, now is uh, part two of the From the Pink Seat Season in Review series. Uh, so we are just strictly tonight handing out awards from the 2021 season, honoring those who uh, were excellent in the season. And, and we've got a great show in order to do that. Uh, here shortly, we're going to be joined by our MC for the night, Presley Meyer. He is going to provide us the, the comedic relief and help us try to keep this ship above water as we steer through what will be the most awkward and clunky award show that no one ever asked for. <laughs> but regardless, we shall have a, a blast. We're going to be joined by some special guest presenters tonight. Mike Rutherford, uh, Cam Teague of the Courier Journal, former Louisville punter Mason King. Uh, we've even got a couple of surprise guests in here uh, that we uh, we can't wait to get to. And of course, our two big awards, the awards that we cannot wait to give out tonight, the play of the year, a.k.a. the freakiest play of the year. Uh, and of course, the freak of the year, the MVP of the Louisville football season. We will get into all of that this evening and much, much more. Matthew McGavick, welcome in. How are you, my friend? You didn't wear a tux, but you look beautiful no matter what, man. Man, tux, hoodie, shorts. I look beautiful no matter what. Ball is beautiful. That's but anyways, right. Jacob, I'm doing fantastic. I've all these awards, fantastic awards, love the best awards. And some of these awards, <laughs> I mean, there, there was some deliberation between us. Some, some of these winners, I still, uh, I don't think they're the true winners, uh, but you know what? I, I accept the results here and let's just, let's get on. Vince, how are you doing today, buddy? If I was doing any better, I'd be you, Matt. <laughs> so so I, 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 bald, you hear that jacob bald and beard is the way to go bald and beard <laughs> is the way to go that's right we've got we've got a great show in order two beautiful people here uh one bearded all three bearded actually but uh one bald two guys with just like a medium amount of hair so you know that's an ample amount of hair for the award show i think <laughs> i tried to convince matt to wear a toupee it obviously did not go over well he didn't follow through but regardless we are here and we are excited to jump right into this before we get into the the first award um we're gonna have presley meyer join us here he's gonna join uh come up here on stage and uh just uh give the crowd a little bit of razzle dazzle and only the way that uh, the host with the most presley meyer can but i will say how are these awards generated? Where did this come from? What's the process? Look, you don't need to know how the sausage is made. That's not a detail that you need here. All you need to know is that these awards were uh, 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 deliberated on in great amount of detail by a very private select group of folks who know Louisville football better than anybody else. Um, we have gone outside of our show here for that analysis to help us break these, these awards down and pick the true winners. Because as Matt said, we've got some bias. If you've listened to the show, you know where our biases are. You know who will win some of these awards when you, when you hear them announced. Uh, if we got to pick them, that's why we needed some deliberation from outside. But, but without further ado, let's move on into the show and get things going here. Ladies and gentlemen, Presley Meyer. Folks, welcome into the second ever Freakies Awards presented by River Falls Mall. Yeah, yeah, th thank you, thank you. Please be seated. Now, this would be the third annual Freakies, but in 2020, this not-so-fun thing happened. That's right, the elephant in the room, Top Golf broke ground. Too busy covering that, I guess. No, no, really, folks, with the cancellation of the 2020 season, we couldn't wait to get back out Hold on. Hold on a second. I'm being told that there was a are you sure? There was a 2020 season? Did did no one alert the did no one alert the team? <laughs> Anyways, regardless, 
We are back. We're better than ever after the 2021 season, and we have more awards to give away than Louisville football gave away fourth quarter leads. Now, the producers told me I needed to open this thing up with some comedic relief, so stay with me here. I figured I'd jot down a few quotes, a few jokes, and and just, just see what it lands. All right, so here we go. What does a young Wake Forest fan shout when his mother comes to wake him up in the morning? Mom, just one more second. Wow, uh, tough crowd. Uh, it's, it's just a joke, guys. Wake Forest doesn't have any fans. We all know that. Anyways, the season, it was full of ups and downs, no doubt about it. You had the ups, like the Syracuse and Duke blowout wins, the thrills of the last-second UCF victory, and, of course, the number eight being retired. Then you had the downs, the injuries, the illnesses, close losses, But what about the unsung heroes, the consistent ones? I mean, you can't talk about 2021 without remembering that ACC refs had to release a statement every Monday after after some game being played. Tim Sullivan forgetting that he's on mute during every Zoom presser. (laughs) Or UofL giving up another third and long at the most important time. There's really nothing quite like having something you can just rely on every week. Malik Cunningham's in the house tonight. Try it, clap it up. Malik, we are, are glad to see you made it out from Lamar's shadow tonight. So glad to have you, sir. Dave Clawson is supposed to be in the house tonight, but looks like he's running a little behind. Too bad this is my show, Dave, and you can't be a second late around here. Boom! <laughs> Two Wake Forest jokes in one night. Brian Van Gorder's in the house tonight. Just kidding. That dude hasn't been in a house since the 90s. Dude's just been straight duffel bagging it at a Candlewood Suites for two decades. <laughs> Guy interviews better than Will Smith in Pursuit of Happiness. I'll give him that. Anyways, speaking of Brian's, Brian Brown is in the house tonight. That's right. Normally his wife tries to keep him home from this kind of stuff, but... He put on that prevent defense, and she just let him go right ahead. <laughs> finally, and finally, we got Jalen Alderman's here. Look, looking spiffy as ever. Now, Jalen, did you get an invitation this year or uh, just right place, right time? What, what was it? Listen, hey, listen, folks, folks, we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, Gunter's bedtime is in about 40 minutes, so let, let's make this thing quick, okay? Take it away, boys. All right, we are going to jump into the awards here tonight. Our first uh, award, this is one that I am extremely excited about. Uh, one that, uh, you know, when you think about it, you're like, wait, what does that even mean? But then when you really get to the meaning of it, uh, it's beautiful. Our first award uh, is the Bilal Pal Nothing From Something Award. And to present that, we are now joined by our good friend, Mike Rutherford. Take it away, Mike. To announce a freaky that is near and dear to my heart because it's named after one of my favorite Louisville football players of all time. I'm talking about the Bilal Pal Something From Nothing Play of the Year Award. Every season, folks, there's a player or two that makes you think, Scott, if I woke up tomorrow with my face thrown to the 50-yard line, I wouldn't be any more surprised than I am right now. A play that gets your lazy ass off the couch, wakes up the kids, sends the stadium into pandemonium no matter what the score is. Even though the 2021 season may not have gone the way that we would have liked it to have gone, there were still plays that, regardless of the situation, made us all proud to be Cardinals. That's what this award's all about. So without further ado, the nominees for the Bilal Pal Something From Nothing Play of the Year Award are Jawar Jordan and his 100-yard kickoff return for a touchdown against Air Force in the first responder bowl. Malik Cunningham and his unforgettable 72-yard touchdown run against Duke. And finally, Jordan Watkins and his 76-yard touchdown catch and run at the end of the first quarter against NC State. And your winner of the Bilal Pal Something From Nothing Play of the Year Award is... Who else could it be, folks? Malik Cunningham and his 72-yard touchdown run against Duke. Who could forget Malik turning around, looking at the slow Duke lineman, and realizing that he needed to not run out of bounds and keep that play going and trotting on into the end zone. Congrats to Malik. Put your freaky somewhere nice where you can stare at it all year round. I'm 
sure that's what all the winners are going to be doing. So congrats to Malik. Congrats to all the winners here of the uh, 2021 Freaky Award. All right, guys. We hear it. There it is, the first award of the night. I don't think this one comes as any surprise. That play against Duke from Malik Cunningham, the most surprising play and the most beautiful play. Lamar Jackson-esque, am I right? Oh, yeah. I remember watching that play unfold, and I, I think I started laughing after Malik uh, shed that first dude, and he kind of looked behind, saw that dude who was just, like, kind of huffing and puffing. Like, he, he knew he gonna, wasn't going to catch him, so he just turned on the Jets. I, I just started laughing at that point because, I mean – we, I guess we should have expected it because Duke wasn't exactly the best, but j- just seeing it unfold was just like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> it, it's the, it's the, it epitomizes this award, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Vince, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, that play was viral on my TikTok for about three weeks after that. So I, I, I watched that play frequently. It, it To me, it showed just how uh, lackluster Duke's effort was. I mean, their effort from their defense on that play was just, quite frankly, piss poor. And Malik took advantage of it and made a, uh, made a great highlight for, uh, for his reel. If you need a get-right game, it seems like Duke might be the defense there. Congratulations to Malik Cunningham. No shortage of great uh, plays there and great candidates. Congratulations to all of our candidates this year. But let's keep it rolling here now. We get things uh, going right along here. Let's go back to Presley Meyer, who is going to take us into our next award. Now, when I see our next presenter re-enter my life every year, it's one of the best days of the summer. As Louisville fans, many of us have been there. It's the dog days of the summer. The NBA playoffs are wrapping up. The Reds are probably already out of the central race. And there's only so much PGA Tour one can consume. You crave Louisville sports, and 99 days out from the football season, and for the subsequent 98 days, this presenter gives you a taste of that sweet, sweet Louisville football Kool-Aid. Each year, he gives us a glimpse at what every player on the roster will bring to the table. That's why no person is more perfect to present the Who Is That Award than Cardinal Strong. Ladies and gentlemen, Even after over a decade of devoting myself to writing individual player countdown posts in the offseason, I, like many of you, still find myself occasionally witness an absolutely amazing play where I then hit the guy with a firm three-clap cheer, maybe even drop a let's go on his head, and then blankly stare at the young man and say, who the heck was that? That's why this year I'm proud to present the Who Is That Award given to the Louisville football player who displayed continued excellence on the field, yet people perpetually asked, Who is that? This year's nominees are Trey Franklin, defensive back Francis Sherman, tight end Mason Rieger, defensive end and Jawar Jordan, running back and the winner of the 2021 Who Is That Award goes to I feel like I should do a countdown right here, right? Is that cool? No? 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 Okay. Okay. Mason Rieger. Congrats, Mason. Number 95 in your programs, but number one in your hearts. Or number one on the list of guys who are really talented, but we haven't really learned their name yet. All that wouldn't fit on the trophy. Sorry, Mason. Heck of an honor, big man. Congratulations. All right, guys. The the uh, th- This might be one of my low-key favorite awards, the Who Is That Award. And there's no better person to present it than, than Cardinal Strong. Those countdowns have given Louisville fans the excellence uh, or the, the education that they need to know people like Vincent Lococo. Vince, did you ever read your own profile? Do you oh, know what I'm talking every, about? Every year. My favorite <laughs> <laughs> Every year. My favorite was whenever they uh, took my tweet about Lonnie's being the, uh, the best restaurant in St. Matthews, uh, which I still think that to this day. So yeah, I, I always enjoyed reading their countdowns. So I know players definitely do look at those and they're always a fun thing to look at. Pre-season. That's right. And, and our winner, Mason Ryger, man, we talked about him on the show. I, again, when I say that, if you've listened to this, when this award came on, you should have known right away who that award winner was. 
Uh, the stats aren't like anything that pops out, but every week, at least once, there was a play that you could say he popped. You saw him come out of the backfield. You yep. saw him get back there. He didn't necessarily maybe get the sack, but he was there first. I mean, we obviously saw a forced fumble. We saw a couple of sacks on the air, a couple of big tackles. Uh, what are your all's thoughts on Mason Ryger? I mean, it, it's the typical walk-on mentality. I mean, he might not like get the 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 attention of the, law of the scholarship players do, but I mean, he – he puts in the work day in and day out. He, he kind of reminds me of how Ramon Prayer, how he worked up come just being a walk-on, earn a scholarship. I wouldn't be surprised in the next year or two if Riker does earn a scholarship because he, like you said, Jacob, he's he's been right there for a lot of the times he gets in the action. That's right. Mason, uh, I'm about to call you Mason. You're not, you're not that excellent yet. Vince, what are your thoughts here? I'm not that good of a walk-on. I got hurt twice, so <laughs> my story's not as great as Mason's. But you never popped. That's yeah, right. I, I never popped. Well, I popped my knee. I <laughs> he, popped. Right he popped. It's just, just not in the way he wanted. But I remember watching Riger in the spring uh, just doing dinner check, and he'd always be the last guy I'd always have to grab out of the weight room. So, I mean, all that extra work and stuff that he put in in the offseason, you know, finally came to light. So, very happy to see that. Yeah, he's got uh, a big offseason, big opportunity here, right, with uh, some new players coming in on the defensive line and, you know, guys uh, returning. Uh, there, there's definitely some opportunity for snaps there, and uh, he he showed enough. And uh, so congratulations to Mason Ryger, the winner of our the uh, Who Is That Award, given to the player where everyone says, who is that? All right, let's pass it back over. Presley has been uh, the mainstay of this show so far, besides the corny jokes, but let's pass it back over to Presley. He's going to bring in our, our first special guest of the evening, our good friend Dave Skull, Biggest Biscuit. He's going to introduce, uh, the uh, give us the nominees for uh, one of my favorite awards. I keep saying oh, my favorite awards. They're all so great. But uh, let's jump right into that. Presley, take it away, my friend. Thanks, guys. Now, our next presenter is one of the more knowledgeable among the Louisville fan base. Fate of the world on the line, or the Martians got the death beam pointed at Earth, and there's a weird sports or trivia fact, you better hit it. I want Biggest Biscuit. Now, Biscuit may be the Louisville savant, but he also has that big man energy that you need, which is why he's here to present the Beefiest Beef Award. Take it away, Biscuit. Football is a dirty game. While modernized rules protect position players who have the ball in their hands, the game is as mean and nasty as ever for the men in the middle. The trenches are where games are won or lost. Without the men on the offensive and defensive lines, the exciting plays we see on the field would not be possible. Louisville fans want the trenches to be filled with beefy guys. Eric Wood, D'Angelo Brown, Sheldon Rankins, Makai Becton. These are just a few of the recent players to set the tone as the biggest, beefiest men on the field. Their size was intimidating, their attitude was nasty, but they moved with a grace and an agility that belied their massive size. The Beefiest Beef Award is given annually to the nastiest linemen on the team. They're big, they're bold, they're beautiful, they're beefy. And the 2021 nominees are Caleb Chandler, Offensive Guard Yaya Diaby, Defensive End Cole Bentley, center. Tiberius Peterson, defensive end. And the winner is... Caleb Chandler, offensive guard. Beefiest Beef Award, Caleb Chandler. I, I don't think this is an award where we would argue with each other. Uh, thoughts here? This is pretty unanimous, right? We can agree with the voting panel. No, I'm pretty sure when we first uh, posed this one to a vote, I think we all said Caleb Chandler right off the bat. Not not to say that there aren't other guys on the roster who aren't who aren't deserving of you know beefiest beef. You know, Brian Hudson, yeah, Yaya Diaby, Cole, uh, Cole Bentley, guys like that come to mind. But I mean, when you get named first team All ACC and are named like a top 101 player in college football, how can you not win beefiest beef award? Vince, you got to see this man up close and personal for a long time. I said when Vin, when uh, Makai Becton left for the NFL, that Caleb Chandler would become the de facto most important offensive line uh, lineman for uh, then Dwayne Ledford. But now entering year two under Jack McNeil, what are your thoughts on, on him and what he can become next season? Caleb's an extremely hard worker, and uh, the thing that I really enjoy Caleb enjoy about enjoy about Caleb is his attitude. Caleb is your true offensive lineman, nasty guy up front. Definitely no brainer, the most deserving for BPS Beef Award. 
I mean, he he truly exemplifies what you want in an offensive guard uh, up front. If we could get just one more Caleb Chandler over there on the other side of the guard, we'll be cooking. That's right. That's right. Trying to find the the next Caleb Chandler, the guy who can play with him, will be a big part of uh, the uh, offseason here in 2022. Uh, but this has been great so far. Uh, congratulations to Caleb Chandler, who joins uh, Mason Riger and Malik Cunningham as our winners here uh, through the first uh, little bit of the show. Going to step away for our first commercial break, uh, hear from our sponsors, and then we will be back for some more awards. You. Yeah, you. Enjoying this podcast? Like sharing Louisville events and news with like-minded individuals? Love being a part of the Louisville community? This podcast is part of a first-of-its-kind podcast network at thestateofLouisville.com. With daily news and opinions, seven podcasts, webcasts, and more, the State of Louisville is your home for anything and everything Louisville. Check them out at stateoflouisville.com today. All right, we are back. The Freakies 2021 recapping the best of the best from the Louisville football season. Jacob Lane, Matthew McGavick, Vincent LaCocco, we are rolling right along here. Our MC, Presley Meyer, we are having a blast giving out these awards. Uh, guys, I just want to ask you, and, you know, you'd be honest with me. What's been your favorite award so far? I, I think beefiest beef, you know. If it's the, the brand the, for you, if it's the it, brand for you, it does. And, and plus, the guys in the trenches don't necessarily get all the love they they, they, they deserve. Sometimes, you know, the offensive skill uh, position players, the cornerbacks, defensive backs, you no, know, they get all the love. I mean, the offensive linemen, the D linemen, they, they need more love. They they need more attention. They, they I mean, football's a sport where you need all eleven guys on the same page to win. That's right, that's, team. And there's no there's no I in team, talk. Matt. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going with, uh, I mean, come on, guys. The, the Who is that award? I got to stick with Riger. I got to stick with my walk-on, my, my brother over there. So uh, that's definitely. Vince, my- is that because you might have qualified for a freaky in years past for this award? <laughs> the Who is that award? He's trying to get the retroactive Who is that award. <laughs> I mean, give it to the player over the last decade who everyone yeah. said, Who is that? <laughs> But you got to be you got to be well known enough for even a level. There's levels to not being known. Vince, you're like at the bottom of the level. It's like no, I'm, I'm in between. Damn, I'm, no, I'm Jacob. I'm I'm Look, I'm I a, didn't say that. I'm, a, I'm an unknown here. I'm that am, nice in between of uh, right. did not play, but still local and, and big enough to where you know a lot of people. So. And, and you've got the yeah. best name in Louisville, the best last name in Louisville football history, man. It's like the chef chef's kiss to Louisville football. Exactly. All <laughs> right. Well, let's keep it moving here. Another great award that we're going to give out next is we bring Preston. Meyer and to do a little bit of award presentation here we've got it we've we've had to stop him from the stand-up and the jokes uh, and now move into the seriousness of giving out uh, what can only be described as uh, our heavy hitter uh, the Daryl Isaac award Presley take it away my friend as a football fan I love the perfect execution of a play like the annexation of Puerto Rico perhaps spider 2y banana but there's simply not much better than a play that makes you say Man, Spike just sent that kid back to the third grade. Whether it was Doug Buffone or Tom Jackson, Robert the Hammer McCune, or Calvin Pryor, Louisville football has had a history of players that stop ball carriers in their tracks. This season, there were three players in particular with a penchant for making the opponent consider calling his lawyer. Luckily for Louisville fans, this trio laying the hammer in the middle were on their side. Let's meet the nominees for the Daryl Isaacs Award given to the heaviest hitter of 2021. Yasir Abdullah. Marvin Dallas. And Dorian Jones. And your winner of the 2021 Daryl Isaacs Award goes to linebacker Yasir Abdullah. There's some thumpers on this team, man. This is this is one where I I, I think you could have a little bit of disagreement, and you got to get into the fundamentals of what a heavy hitter or hardest hitter is. Yasir Abdullah, the dude almost broke like 15 necks. He almost snapped five guys in half. I saw him hit people harder than uh, anything that I've seen on a football field this year, and he's well deserving. But you can make the argument for Marvin Dallas and Dorian Jones in this category, fellas. 
Oh, absolutely. I know when we were first deliberating this one, I, I said right off the bat, Marvin Dallas, because I know it's I'm not going to shy away from my love for Marvin Dallas. I think he's got a bright future. I think the man hits like a Mack truck. So I'm, I, I guess here is very deserving. But Marvin Marvin was right there. But, you know, Dorian Jones, also heavy hitter. And then there's also guys who, who weren't candidates for this award who just, you know, just hit hard. There's a lot of guys who do that on this team. What are your thoughts, Vince? I, I was hurt that we didn't go with Dorian Jones. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I was hurt. Debo, if you hear this, you, you had my vote. It was the committee. Don't think it was me. It was the committee. <laughs> it was the committee. But I, in all seriousness, you see her, I mean, dude's a thumper. I, every sack was, you know, a sack that I would not want to take ever. And uh, no. more, more than deserving of this award. This might be a question for you, Matt. How much money would I have to pay you to let you get hit uh, from the blind side by Yasir Abdullah, fully padded? You, you, you can have pads on as well because I think he might kill you if you didn't. But what, you, how much you, money would I have to give you? you? You'd have to make sure I'd have a damn good health insurance policy before you be do that. Because my, I wake up in the morning and I sound like a haunted house. My joints are popping. I'm, I'm just groaning, getting out of bed. And, and you're, you're asking me how much money I'll take to get hit by. The, the, the winner of the Daryl Isaac Award. Yeah, make, make sure I'm covered here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to keep it moving. Again, we've got some more great awards. Uh, I think in total here we've got six more that we're going to give away before the end of the show, which I know, that's a lot. Stick with us here. We've got a lot more special guests. Uh, we'll get to the end of the show and give away the, the, the big award, uh, the Freak of the Year, the MVP for the Louisville football season. But for now, fellas, let me ask you this. What, what do you think FP stands for, if you had to guess? Hmm. hmm. Got me on that one. Got you on yeah, that one. That's a, that's a tricky one. How about football player? Right? Is there any better description for being a, a really good uh, a player of the game of football on the field than just a football player? If somebody said, Vince, you know what you do well, man. You're just a football guy. Would that make you proud? Would you feel good about that? Considering I've been playing football since I was in first grade, hell yeah, that would, that would make me feel really good. Otherwise, I'd be like, wow, my life is just a wash of nothing that I have no purpose. <laughs> wow, man. Damn, we got sad for a second. Hold on. We are, we are getting into the, to the deep waters of sadness here uh, as we transition into what should be a fun award. Uh, the next presenter uh, who joins us tonight is the Louisville football beat writer for the Courier Journal, Cameron Teague. He is a, a frequent guest on From the Pink Seats and a guy who we trust uh, with everything in us to bring us the true football knowledge. And that is why tonight it, it didn't make any sense for, for Cam to present any, any other award than the award of the Football Guy Award. And that is the award given to the player whose position should only be listed on the roster as football player. He can't be defined by a single position. There is no offense, defense in this player's mind. It is simply a football player. Cam, take us away, my friend. From Paul Horning to Johnny Unitas, the college football brand was built upon players that simply had the instinct to get it done. Although it's far less likely to see someone playing multiple positions in the modern game, every team has a few players that feel like they succeed all over the field. A man who can't be defined by one position. A football guy. This year's nominees for the Football Guy Award are Monty Montgomery, inside linebacker. Malik Cunningham, quarterback. Marshawn Ford, tight end. Marvin Dallas, special teams guru and outside linebacker. And the winner for this year's Football Guy Award is Marvin Dallas, outside linebacker. All right. Uh, do you guys hear that? I, do you, listen, that's that's the Marvin Dallas alert. Marvin Dallas alert. Marvin Dallas alert. Yeah, our Marvin first, Dallas alert in the house. Our first award given to Marvin Dallas. We probably would have given these to all of all of these awards to Marvin Dallas had the committee let us. But congratulations to Marvin, a Juco player who's now in his second year who had one hell of a season. What did Marvin Dallas not do this season? He didn't get a chance to play on offense. But my God, special teams, defense, passes deflected, sacks, tackles for loss, forced fumbles, fumble recovery, stumps, everything that you would want out of a player on your roster, especially one in a reserve role. Marvin is our football guy. What do you guys think? Man, I'm, I, th there is no, no one on this roster more deserving than this because watching him go from purely a special teams guy, take – Full advantage, putting it lightly, of his opportunities on special team. And then once he got some defensive snaps, start to do the same thing there. I mean, you you can't help but, you know, 
think that this guy's got maybe has a bright future on the Louisville defense. I mean, I certainly think so. I mean, I'm like I've said before, I'm not going to shy away from my thoughts on Marvin Dallas. I, I think I have as big of a crush on him as I did Maurice Berkeley. Like he's, I, I like me some Marvin Dallas says I am the head of the Marvin Dallas fan club, sir. What do you got Vince? Uh, I th- you know, Marvin more than deserving of this award. I thought he did a great job all year on special teams. Like you guys said, taking care, taking advantage of his opportunities. And, you know, the only thing with Marvin is I just want to see him get a little bit more consistent on the defensive end whenever he is out there on defense because he's going to have to replace Jack Fago, who, you know, might not have been a world beater out there, but Marvin has every capability to be a world beater, and he just needs to be more consistent. Make the plays you're supposed to make, and then all that special stuff's going to come. So congrats to Marvin. Congrats to Marvin. He's got an interesting offseason ahead of him as well. I know several of the guys on this list you could make that argument for. Jack Fago moving on uh, from Louisville football program after being the, the primary starter at the Cardinal position last year. Marvin Dallas, uh, you would expect to, to step into that role, kind of hand-in-glove fit there, and really uh, take advantage of a new starting opportunity, but not so fast. There's the potential to see guys move from safety to that card position, a la potentially a Ben Perry type of guy. And then there's also talk about you know somebody like maybe, hey, maybe a Popeye Williams, maybe uh, some of these freshmen uh, – uh, who redshirted last year, like an RJ Sorensen or uh, Raheem Craig, maybe there's an opportunity there for them to get involved at that Cardinal position to kind of really take the, the pass rush to the next level for Louisville. So uh, Marvin Dallas has a big opportunity. And how about this? Four candidates for this award, all of their first names start with them. Malik, Marvin, Monty, and Marshawn. It's, uh, I guess if you uh, want to be a great person in life, your name just needs to start with an M. Isn't that right, Matt? Oh, absolutely. I have Matt approves of this message. <laughs> All right. We're going to move along here. We hope that you guys are enjoying the freaky awards. We are having a good time here, drinking, hanging out, talking football and uh, awarding some superlatives to the players who deserve it most. Uh, I've got a, I've got a song stuck in my head here. You guys, you, you may be familiar with this. You may not, but it uh, goes fittingly with our next award uh, who I'm excited to have our first former player, present tonight on the freaky awards robbie bell will be our presenter and 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 when i tell you there's a song stuck in my head let me let me see if you guys uh, know this one Uh, this could be said of the kids that were in that uh, high school class with Michael Scott, as well as the freshmen who enrolled this past season for Louisville under Scott Satterfield. Uh, and this next award, the Scott's Todd Award, given to the best freshman uh, on the Louisville football roster, Robbie Bell. You're now skinny Robbie. Take it away, my friend. In 2021, Scott Satterfield made a promise to 26 newcomers that he'd lead them to college football excellence. But within the crowded group of newcomers, select few tots stood out at the top of their class. Although some of them are getting laptop batteries, one can earn this first annual prize, introducing the Scott's Tots Award, given to the most outstanding freshman in the 2021 class. And the nominees are Amari Huggins-Bruce, wide receiver, Travion Cooley, running back, Ashton Gelati, defensive end. Michael Gonzalez, offensive line. And the winner of the Scott's Top Award is Ashton Gelati, defensive end. Congratulations, man. Another award with absolutely great candidates here. Um, the freshmen were... Uh, it was interesting. There was they came in with a lot of a lot of praise, a lot of hype. It seemed like it took a little bit for a lot of them to get going, but when they did, uh, guys like Ashton Gelati, our winner, congratulations to Ashton. Guys like Travion Cooley, Amari Huggins, Bruce, they made a difference. And um, you want to know why Scott Satterfield kept his job? Because he's got guys like that on the roster who have the potential to really get this program going next year. Ashton Gelati is our winner, guys. What are your thoughts? I mean, this this is an award where like there are three guys who are more than capable of winning this. Yeah, Gelati, and Amari Huggins, Bruce, Travion Cooley. I, I think what separated Gelati though is that we we were hearing his name early on. I mean, in January, going through spring ball, it seemed like every defensive coach that we talked to, they're all saying, Man, this this kid, Ash Gelati, whew, he he could be something special. 
and then it wasn't just talk. It wasn't just hearsay. He actually put it together on the football field. It, it was a shame that he met, had to miss a couple games with an injury. Otherwise, he probably would have had an even better season than, than he had already. And this dude could be the anchor of the Louisville defensive line for the next three, maybe two years, because this this could be a guy who we could see go to the NFL lickety split. Ben Souders, man. Got a real, he's got a, a blank canvas, right? This guy came in last mm. year around 220, got all the way, or 212, I think is what his number 212, was. 212, yeah. Yeah, got all the way up to 240, 250, 260, somewhere in that range. I know that's a very wide range of weight, uh, but got up to be at the level where you could play as a freshman on a defensive line and, and get, what, was it three, four sacks? I mean, finished, uh, I think, that at the top of the defensive line in sacks, which, I mean, as a freshman, that's big, man. That's real big. What do you think, Vince? I, I will go as far as say, Matt, that he will anchor our D-line for the next uh, – I'll go two years because I, I, <laughs> yeah. I told you guys, the I, I believe on episode one or it might have been before we were recording, but, you know, Ashton is the real deal. All the talk that the, the coaches are giving for Ashton, it, it, it's all true. So, you know, th- this kid's going to be something special for us. And, Jacob, like you said, new strength coaches is going to have fun with his new toys, I'd say. Yeah, and, and we heard the other day uh, Derek Dorsey, who was uh, joined us from for part one of the 2021 season in review, he said that he believes that the defensive line will anchor Louisville football next year. Uh, what a prediction, man. And with guys like Ashton, guys like Yaya coming back, you add in some of the, the incoming players that I mentioned, Selah Brown, Popeye Williams, man, they have really got it going on. And uh, Scott's taught Ashton Gelati, going to be right there at the, the forefront of – usher in a new kind of uh, era of the defense of Louisville with Brian Brown uh, bringing in some new new staff and and changing things up a little bit. So congratulations to Addy he joined uh, to to Addy to Ashton <laughs> on winning our freaky award for Scott's Tot given to the best freshman performance of the 2021 season. All right, what a night here on the Freakies making history, handing out these awards. What a great event. We thank you to our uh, our presenters so far, Robbie Bell, Cardinal Strong, Mike Rutherford, Biggest Biscuit, and of course, Presley Meyer, Cam Teague, such a, a great time. But now, guys, fellas, the time is now. We've been prepping all season. We've been doing episodes. We've been in the trenches. We've been we've been getting together, trying to create show sheets and trying to to make magic with our podcast. And now we get the opportunity to present our first ever award on the Freakies. Are you guys excited? Oh, I'm pumped. Let's do this. Yeah, let's right. do it. <laughs> let's do it. This award that we will hand out, the Sports Center Not Top Ten Award, uh, given to the Not Best Play of the Year. Matthew, take it away, my friend. Thanks, Jacob. For every great play that makes your jaw drop, there's an equally bad play that makes you scratch your head. Sometimes they happen naturally. Other times it's one single mistake that makes everything go horribly, horribly wrong. Louisville football is no stranger to big plays, but it's also no stranger to the goofs. Here are your nominees for the Sports Center Not Top 10 Play of the Year. Amari Huggins-Bruce going full Deshaun Jackson, fumbling at the one-yard line after a 93-yard catch and touchdown. Number two, Josh Minkins getting his ankles crossed like he's on the blacktop after an attempted tackle of Air Force's Brandon Miller. And number three, Chandler Drones getting laid the absolute wood by Snoop Connor in the, in the opener against Ole Miss. And the winner is Amari Huggins-Bruce. Congrats, Amari. Congrats, Amari. Not the award you want to win. <laughs> Not necessarily the award that you want to win uh, for your first freaky, but somebody has got to win it. And Someone's um, got to win it. Look, man, I, I know that he it, it got a lot of flack for that and uh, really kind of owned having to, to – that was his mistake. But, uh, look, it was a 93-yard play. It was against Eastern Kentucky, a game they won uh, handily. Um, yeah. And now we can laugh at it because it was so beautiful and just, I mean, you literally, you said it, you put it next to the Deshaun Jackson play and it's identical. Oh yeah. I, I, it behooves me as to why wide receivers keep doing this, but I mean, every year it seems like someone does it. That's right. And we've seen this play time and time again, which is why if, if the committee had gone my way, Chandler Jones would have been the recipient of this award because uh, as we did the research and prepared the nominees, we said, you know, how, it's hard. We can't find these 
these plays that just were like embarrassing for Louisville. And then we turned the Ole Miss game on and Chandler Jones, my friend, you took one on the chin, you got up and you definitely, uh, you definitely kept going, but, uh, yeah, could have been the award winner there, but instead congrats to our, uh, our fresh, one of our freshman nominees for Scott's Todd, but the winner of the Sports Center Not Top Ten Play Award, uh, Mari Huggins Bruce. Congratulations on winning the first award. All right, we're gonna step away. Another break here, and we will come back. We've got some more great awards to give away here on the 2021 version of the Freakies. I am Jacob Lane. That is Matt McGavick, Vincent Lacoco. If you want to follow us on Twitter, which I would ask you why, but, you know, I think there is good relevant information here. You can do that uh, at Jacob Lane. Zero eight is the handle where you can find me at Matt underscore McGavick at Vincent Lococo. And if you're interested in learning more about Louisville athletics, Louisville football, Louisville women's basketball, uh, all the great sports, you can check out the Louisville report where Matthew McGavick keeps the news fresh on the site. Everything you could ever need there, you can find at the Louisville Report of Sports Illustrated Network. And if you're interested in getting your ears tickled with the great sounds of some of the local talent here in Louisville, subscribe to the State of Louisville podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network, including the show from the Pink Seats. Uh, but if you're interested, that we've got great shows covering all the sports uh, across the city of Louisville. We definitely recommend that you subscribe. We will be right back with our next award. Welcome back into the Freakies, where we're having a grand old time here, and we're starting to give away our awards. We just ha- handed out the Sports Center Not Top 10 Play Award, and now we're going to go to the Old Man Award. We've talked a lot about these phenomenal freshmen, and now it's time to talk about those guys who maybe are just a couple years away from qualifying for AARP benefits. And, and no better player to d- hand out the Old Man Award than Mason King. Mason, take it away. What's up, Card Nation? This is former punter Mason King. There's some players who you think have been playing at Louisville for 12 years. And then there's actually the guys who have been playing at Louisville for 12 years. This is a category and award near and dear to my heart, considering I played at Louisville for five years myself. Because of that, I'm proud to present the nominees, all of whom are my former teammates, for the Old Man Award, the award given to the most excellent graduate. And the nominees are Cole Bentley, Offensive Line, Tiberius Peterson, Defensive Line, Dana Kennard, Defensive Line, Mitch Hall, Long Snapper, Derek Dorsey, Defensive Line. And the winner of the 2021 Old Man Award is Mr. Reliable, Mitch Hall. Another one of my favorite awards when we sat down and we had all the classes. We're trying to figure out what's what's good, what's not good. And we got the, the freshmen and then the, the old men. We're like, how about the old man award? Congratulations to Mitch Hall, who has played here since 1997. The only long snapper since I've been alive. Um, now, and, and all jokes, Mitch has been the, uh, the absolute, he has been the most consistent player for the Louisville football program over the last five years. With all the consistent inconsistencies that Louisville has had outside of Malik Cunningham, I don't think there's a, maybe CJ Avery. I don't think there are many players that um, can be counted on to provide what they do at their level, the way that Mitch Hall has. He plays long snapper. My good friend Colin Hobo would tell you those are the most sexy football players out there. Uh, but Mitch Hall is the winner of our old man award. Uh, I know you have a good Mitch Hall story, Vince. Please give us something here, man. I know you. I know I'm putting you on the spot. It's an award show. It's kind of like you know you gotta you gotta be able to go on the fly. You gotta be able to to do the improv. So please give me the best Mitch Hall story that you have. I believe uh, one time Mitch was long snapping and he almost uh, hit Coach G, one of our older coaches. He was in his 90s. If you guys remember him. Coach no, G. I do not remember a night. You might coach. cover in the sports. So we had an older coach with Coach Petrino who was, uh, man, he was old. I mean, he went back to like Flagge with my grandfather old. and uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. He was old, old, old. And uh, yeah, Mitch about killed him one time, I believe, with the football long snapping because, I mean, he didn't see. But uh, I, in my opinion, uh, Mitch could also fall under the who is that award because I you, <laughs> right. 90% of our fans don't know Mitch's name. <laughs> And Mitch, you are more than deserving of this award because 90% of our fans don't know your name because that means you did your job. 
That's right. But I, I want to point out, Presley Meyer reminded me this uh, of this when we were in the uh, coming out of the committee deliberations. Mitch Hall is the only five star recruit under Bobby Petrino 2.0. Did you know that? Yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember hearing fact. about us getting a five star long that's snapper. A fact. We're like, what the hell? Oh, like, yeah, number one long snapper in the that. country, five star player. I think literally only one long snapper a year gets a five star rating. So, congrats to Mr. Five Star. That's right, Mitch Hall. <laughs> All right, but we're gonna keep it moving here. Uh, we've only got a few awards left as the freakies uh, dwindle down here. Um, it's a sad thing to, to think about the, the freakies ending, but we've got a great ending to the show. I am really excited about our special guests that are going to uh, finish us, finish the show off here. Make sure I get the terminology there uh, here on the freakies. What a great night again from the pink seats podcast, Jacob Lane, Matthew McGavick, Vincent Lococo, our next guest uh first we're going to go to presley who's going to lob this up but our next guest might piss some people off i'm just going to go ahead and say that it's what he's known to do on the airwaves when he speaks typically he's hounding louisville fans for bad takes or for uh, narratives that are just completely out of line and a lot of the times he's wrong i think he knows that at heart but that's what makes him so special presley meyer please our next presenter of the working these fools award Every once in a while, Louisville Sports needs an anti-hero, a villain that we can count on, a man that spent his college days curating fake Mike Rutherford Twitter accounts, an opponent so strong in spirit for the rival team that one troll tweet can send him into a 25-minute spiral of rage, a man who lives and dies by the text line. Taking a break from crushing heaters, throwing back Natty Lights, and forgetting the name of his middle child, he is here to present the Scott Satterfields Out Here Working Fools Award for the coldest Louisville football take of the season. The incomparable, the roundest daddy of the southern Indiana suburbs, James Striebel. What's up, all you state of Louisville from the Pink Seats podcast fans? It's your guy, Big Rig. Round Daddy, the one and only James Striebel. Yes, I know many of you probably don't like me or uh, at least disagree with me vehemently about uh, what I think about your team and my team, but that's all good. For the pink seats, asked me to come on here and present an award, so I'm happy to do so. Good guys at State of Louisville, good guys from the pink seats. Without further ado, let's get this rolling. There's nothing better as a sports fan than making a grandiose prediction about your team and watching it come true. More often than not, though, the dreams we have for our squad beloved teams don't work out the way they like. And every year, at least a few fan-driven narratives never gain traction, leaving us looking like idiots in hindsight. The Workin' These Fools Award is given to the coldest fan-driven narrative or take of the season. And the nominees are... Louisville will upset Ole Miss. This was one of my favorites. You guys really thought you'd be able to step onto an SEC-type atmosphere and beat an SEC squad, so that was a pretty bad one there. Two, Luke McCaffrey is the future of the program at QB. (laughs) He thought the little brother of Christian McCaffrey, who couldn't stick at Nebraska, was going to come in to Louisville and just just, just, just inject life into sad, sad offense. Number three. Jeff Brom is coming home. He ain't ever coming home. You're stuck with Sat. Deal with it. The winner is Luke McCaffrey. Will be the future of Louisville at quarterback. And that, ladies and gentlemen, of State of Louisville and the Pink Seats Incarnation is your winner of the Working These Fools Award. All right, I know I've said it about nine times now, but what a great award. Uh, one of my favorites of the night, the Working These Fools Award. Uh, a big uh, congrats. I should say a big thank you to Stephen Rummage for the soundbite that gave us the inspiration for this award. Uh, and, of course, to uh, Luke McCaffrey, who is a Cardinal uh, shorter than uh, Vincent Lococo um, in terms of time on roster. Only three days compared to Vince's three years, four years. But uh, – <laughs> He uh, definitely did not have near the impact on the field that Vince did, but definitely impacted right. the storylines much more than Vince <laughs> transferred. And uh, Matt, we did a full show on this and I did a full like three hour film breakdown on oh my, my website God, <laughs> only for that we, to be we, irrelevant. We did a whole ass episode. We brought in a, a Nebraska guest. We broke down film and then summer workout starts and he's out the door three days later. 
it, yep. y'all couldn't have looked at stats and you know that alone showed you that he was just probably not a good football player. Well, He's listen here now. We, now listen, he was a football the doubt. But he had rushing touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, throwing touchdowns. I mean, that might qualify for the football guy award on, a, on a, if he had stayed. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, he definitely came in here with a bit of 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 uh, you know maybe uncertainty of his real talent, but then the star uh, name recognition with the McCaffrey last name. And all that stuff. Like, I mean, it, it, it just looked like a gamble that Scott Satterfield was taking that could potentially pay off or could uh, blow up in his face. And sure enough, three days into Luke McCaffrey being here, he turned on Scott Satterfield quicker than the Louisville football fan base. Uh, so congrats to Luke McCaffrey. We've got some other great nominees there. The old Miss uh, Vince. If we had given one of the awards I had told Matt that I wanted to give was the hot take award or the worst take award, you would have won it for your take of beating Ole Miss <laughs> 41 to 14 or whatever it was that you had said, but definitely a narrative that was out there for a long time. And I think it can go into the category of the Alabama game of, of thinking Louisville was going to win that one. I, I, LSU will bowl game. Season, I will stand by season openers and bowl games. Anything can happen in those two games and maybe the rivalry game against Kentucky, but if we don't have yeah, anything can happen, including you getting all of your takes terribly wrong. But uh, <laughs> again, congrats to Luke McCaffrey and, and a, I just want to give out a, a, a hard um, – not congrats. I don't think that's the right word here. But um, I want to give recognition to the Bring Brom Home guy on Twitter. Um, whoever you are out there, if you're listening, your work, it sucked. I hated it. I admire and respect what you did, the hustle, the tenacity. But it sucked, and I hope you never do it again. It was annoying as hell, but damn it, man, that he was dedicated – Every tweet, every football player, every recruit, every coach, coaches' wives, coaches' girlfriends, media, everyone. Hashtag bring Brong home. I hated it. I hated his guts. I hated seeing him. But damn it, I got to give him his props. He was dedicated. <laughs> That's, that is right. And I want to give a big thank you to uh, James Strebel, round father, round daddy, for hopping on the show. This all happened because Sweeney tried to troll tried to troll us for the freakies on Twitter, tag Strebel, and it opened up a new door of communication and friendship with Mr. Strebel. So uh, we appreciate you, sir, for contributing. And uh, all right. We are moving into the end of the show, the grand finale. It has been an absolutely incredible evening. A lot of gold handed out here tonight to very deserving nominees, ton of great candidates for these awards. But uh, now we get into the cream of the crop. We get into the, the top awards of the show tonight, the play of the year, our, the freakiest play award, and then the final award, the most important one, of course, the freak of the year. Uh, let's first, let's let's get to the freakiest play award. Another award that uh, uh, we feel like we need to hand out. We sat here week after week and we talked about the news and we talked about the plays and Vince gave us the, the greatest segment in sports history and Vince's game notes. And we saw all these plays and we saw everything unfold. Um, but this is a special one, this award. Uh, and I felt like it would only be right for us to present this. So Vince, please take us away. All right. Each season, there's a single play where everything stands still. There is a big pass play in crunch time, a broken run with nasty spin move, a special teams touchdown that comes out of nowhere, or our favorite thick six. Whatever, whatever form it comes in, this play becomes the moment that defines the season, the play that goes down in infinity. Here are this year's nominees for the Freaky Play Award. Given to the best play of the season. Jalen Alderman, walk-off pick six versus UCF. Kittrell Clark, game-sealing INT versus Florida State. Tyler Harrell's 92-yard touchdown against UVA. And the winner of the Freakiest Play Award goes to Jalen Alderman. Oh, man, this one right here, the play of the year, maybe the play of the Scott Satterfield era so far. Whew, you talk about luck for Louisville football. Jalen oh, Alderman, Mr. Pick Six, right place, right time. Presley joked at the beginning of the show, he's right. Absolutely incredible stuff there. Matt, you were in the building for this game. Uh, Vince, I know you were in the crowd, but you were covering this game. So I want to get both of your all's perspective on what made this play so special. I was at home, and if I remember correctly, this was the game where my kids and wife had gone to sleep early. Liam, who is now six oh, months old, was only one month old at the time, maybe even just a couple of weeks old. And I can remember in my room, in, in my bedroom, 
with a tablet watching this game, having to, you know, pretty much essentially cover my mouth, screaming as Jalen Alderman ran into the end zone, coming off of the play where Malik Cunningham throws the interception and you think the game is over. Matt Pressbox, take me back there. Let's relive this moment through your eyes. I mean, when, when you've covered as many games as I have, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, I mean, you, you've seen a ton of plays, and, and after a while it starts to lose their luster. I mean, you still see some some great things, don't get me wrong, but some, sometimes there, you, you don't see plays as often anymore where it truly makes your jaw drop. I saw that play happen, and I was – I mean, I was speechless. My jaw literally hit the floor. First of all, getting the interception right after Malik had just thrown the interception was already incredible. Watching him run from around the 40 or 45, wherever it was, all the way to the end zone, follow his blockers for the touchdown. It was like watching it in slow motion. Like my, my jaw was on the floor, like I already said. And I just, it was one of those times where I just couldn't even contain my emotion. Like I was sitting next to Michael McCammon with 24-7 Sports. We looked at each other and we just high-fived. It, and <laughs> no cheering in the press box. No cheering in the press box. I know, but everybody going nuts up there. Kenny's up there high five and Rocco. They're screaming. Well, Rocco's on the field doing his little dance. I will never forget that video. That might be the video oh, of the year of Rocco doing amazing. the dance. Just it was all around beautiful. Vince, what did you see from the from the stands? <laughs> the the stands view. At, first off, as soon as Malik threw the interception, everybody dipped. Everybody in front of me dipped. What yeah, exactly. And, you know, me, I'm not one of those people that leaves early or gets there late. You know, I'm a very good, dedicated fan. And, uh, <laughs> you know, whenever Jalen got that pick, I literally jumped on top of my old roommate, Max Martin's back and was going ballistic. We were slamming on chairs, you know, yelling, you know, I bet you all wish you didn't leave now. Bet you wish you didn't leave now. <laughs> oh, we were going crazy. That was for me that that was one of the. I mean, the play, it was the play of the year, you know, and Jalen just stepped up in a huge moment when we needed him big, and thank God he did. It, it really was a moment um, that just the, the entire play was like a fairy tale. I mean, you, you heard the story afterwards where Jalen Alderman wasn't going to even be on the field. I, if I, I'm trying to stretch my memory all the way back to that he, time. He, the only reason he was on the field was because Monty Montgomery got hurt the play before. Yeah, and that's when Monty went out for the for the season, right? And yep. that in that game. And and I wanna say I wanna I give a little bit of recognition to our other nominees, both great plays. I mean, without that Cottrell Clark interception, I mean, I don't know, man. With what we had seen F- the F- rest F- of the season, FSU might have won that game. I mean, they, that they were storming everything. in that second half. Yeah, they, they might have completed the comeback. All right, guys, we have reached the end of our show. One award remaining here on the Freakies, the 2021 Louisville Football Superlative episode. Again, I've said it a bunch of times tonight. You don't need any reminding. I'm Jacob Lane. That's Matt McGavick, Vincent Lococo. These have been the Freakies, uh, the first edition from the Pink Seats version. We've done this before back in the old days. But uh, excited to have gotten back together tonight to recap the 2021 season in just the most horrendous fashion that we could. This, this train wreck of an award show. We appreciate you all for tuning in, uh, and we thank you if you've stuck around this far. Uh, well, you've been, you're going to be rewarded with a treat here. Uh, Matt, in 2018, let me take you back, um, before Louisville brings in um, Scott Satterfield, if I had said the word freak to you, what would you have thought? What do you think I was talking about? Uh, Louisville's win-loss record if we're talking about 2018. Okay, I was. It's now where I was going. I, you would think of the word "freak" as like, like you know, like a like a, a try, like a sexual term, or you know, a, uh, a somebody who um, is like a freak of nature. You wouldn't really think of it as a way to define the athletes of the Louisville football program, is what I'm getting at. Is that right, Matt? Yeah, no, that that's correct. I think when I'd probably think of that uh that corn song when you that's corn song first when you when you tell me the word "freak." But go ahead, I, I see where you're going here. I think only about eight people understood that reference. Me and Vince are not one of them uh, about corn. Couldn't tell you anything about that group, but uh, that's right. Before 2019, the word freak didn't really have much meaning to football, especially for Louisville. You could say the freak of nature type of thing, but you know, that's kind of an overused phrase, Uh, but Louisville hires a guy by the name of Gunter Brewer. And at first I'm wondering what in the world, who is Gunter, you know, where, where's this fella coming from? Uh, and where, what is he going to bring to the Louisville football program? And it didn't take long to sell me and the others, uh, you know, coaching guys like Randy Moss, Des Bryant, some of the great uh, receivers, Justin Blackman, some of the great receivers 
um, along the way, putting guys into the NFL like Ryan Switzer at North Carolina amongst others, uh, getting to coach, you know, countless guys um, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And his experience was valued on the Louisville football staff. We quickly saw this Fitzpatrick to to Atwell pay, uh, you know, kind of pay off the, 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 uh, hard work that they had gotten throughout the summer of Gunnar Brewer. And as the year went on, we just saw more and more of this personality and got to hear more of this word, the freaks, the freak, freak, freaky, freak of the week, freak of the day, freak of the night, freak of the game, freak this, freak that, freak Miss Eve. We've we gotten to heard every iteration of the word freak, and it is it is do, who defines, the, the term that defines this award show. Uh, without Gunnar Brewer, we obviously wouldn't have the artwork. We wouldn't have the award. We wouldn't have the name. Um, and so with that in mind, I don't think, guys, there's anybody better who could introduce or, or present our freak of the year, the most important award than the man himself, Gunnar Brewer. Gunnar Brewer, coach, take it away. Let's give this award away. Nation. This is Coach Brewer, wide receiver coach here at the Ville, and also overseer of the freaks. What is a freak? A freak is defined as one who is remarkable, unusual, or abnormal. Such a person or an animal has a physical oddity and appears in the big show. He's a monster. To be a freak, you have to strive to be abnormal and get to do abnormal results Sometimes you must exhibit freaky behavior. In 2001, these five guys exhibited the freakiest behavior off the field in order to unleash the monster inside them on the field. Put a lot of work in and results showed. And your nominees are Yasir Abdullah, outside linebacker. CJ Avery, inside linebacker Caleb Big Freak Chandler offensive guard Malik the Freak Cunningham quarterback Tyler Too Fast Harrell wide receiver from Miami and this year's 2021 Freak of the Year for the Louisville Cardinals is Malik the Freak Cunningham. That's this year's versions of the Freakies 2021. Stay tuned to the Freak Show. All right, Malik Cunningham. Guys, I mean, he is uh, the MVP of this team for a reason. His statistics were uh, incredible. The ability to uh, put the ball into the end zone the way that he did. I, I think, Matt, you have to correct me here, still led the nation for touchdowns by a quarterback on the on the ground. He got the 3,000 yards passing, 1,000 yards rushing. So had he gotten that last touchdown, he would have been one of only five guys to join the 2020 3,000-1,000 club. He was, um, you know, if Louisville had been just a little bit better record, I think Malik Cunningham uh, is being talked about as a potential ACC player of the year, a potential ACC first teamer. Um, I know, obviously, Kenny Pickett was kind of the the, the bell of the ball for the ACC, probably going to be the, one of the top quarterbacks drafted. But uh, Malik Cunningham, his season was special. I mean, what he did, Louisville won games because of his ability to get into the end zone. The Clemson game, I know Louisville didn't win that game, but he looked like he belonged on that field kind of the way that uh, another guy did uh, back in 2016 against Clemson. And um, I know Presley made the joke at the top of the show, one that that is rightfully booed. Um, Malik Cunningham has unfortunately lived in this kind of shadow of Lamar Jackson because he played with him. They are obviously close friends. They both do a lot of the same things. But this season, I think that that talk went from being that's crazy. Stop talking about that to being like, okay, you know, Malik Cunningham may not win a Heisman trophy. He may not be a first round draft pick, but this kid may end up being, you know, just shy of the level of Lamar Jackson. And to, to thought that just a few years ago is we, we thought we'd never see that again. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's, there's only one Lamar Jackson and now we're sitting here. He's got one more year left and Malik Cunningham. I mean, if he stays healthy next season, 
I think he's probably going to break Lamar Jackson's career yardage and touchdown records. I mean, I, I think it's just a matter of time if he continues on the pace that he's going, which when we saw Lamar graduate, I didn't even think that was possible considering the amount of records that he set. I firmly think that Malik Cunningham probably ends up as a Heisman finalist. I don't think he wins it, but I think he 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 probably ends up in New York. He very well might end up in New York next year. Uh, Vince, what what was it this season in your mind as a guy who has been around him for a long time? What did you see that most defined his kind of improvement in 2021? I'd say Malik going through his uh, progression, uh, you know, reading the defense uh, pre-snap and even during the snap. You saw Malik a lot of times, uh, you know, look off his first receiver and move on to his second receiver and hit him and sometimes even his third receiver. Uh, that's that's where I – and is comfortable him being a little bit more comfortable in the pocket as well. Uh, Malik wasn't running as much. He ran when he had to, obviously, uh, but he just seemed a lot more comfortable within the offense. Would love to see him hit that check down route, uh, the running back and the flats every once in a while. We, I yeah. believe we talked about that on the show, mm-hmm. probably week two or three, mm-hmm. but that that's a pass that's there all the time. And he's got room for improvement. And I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to put a couple of dollars down for him to win the husband at the start of the <laughs> season, you know, and, uh, Shout out to Coach Brewer for coming in and giving that uh, award. The OG freak, the, the big freak, as we like to call him. Uh, That's right, big man. freak. <laughs> yeah, no no better presenter for that award than than Gunner. And uh, we t- uh, thank him enough for his willingness to get involved here. Can't thank our guest presenters uh, enough for, for taking a chance on what, when I messaged people, was probably a very odd ask. Um, but here we are on the other side of it, and uh, it was as beautiful and horrible and cringy and, and just amazing as I thought it would be. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have hosted this show alongside of you guys tonight. I'm, I'm in the fields a little bit now, but uh, it was an honor, and I would give you guys the the co-host awards of the year together if I could. So oh. thank you. Thank I'm feeling you. all warm inside. Thank you. <laughs> That's the first nice thing that's been said to me all night. I know. I don't know why. (laughs) Vince is gonna get over here and be like, "Man, say one more thing like that and see me outside." This turned into the freak. (laughs) This turned from the freakies to the Vincent Lacoco roast very quickly. (laughs) I want to give a big thank you to our MC Presley Meyer who held it down. Uh, The comedy not so great, uh, but the the hosting ability tonight that he provided us um, was absolutely priceless. So thank you, Presley. Thank you to our guest presenters um, who joined the show and, and were willing to give out awards again after probably wondering what the hell they were being asked to do. Uh, I can't thank you all enough for joining this and, and uh, taking part in the Freakies because this truly is a joint effort here uh, from everyone involved. A big thank you to the Louisville football fan base for uh, not only listening, but for reading, for clicking, for uh, uh, engaging, subscribing, everything that you've done along the way here for us this season Uh, and that is going to do it for us from the freakies i'm jacob lane that is the big beautiful matthew mcgavick and of course vincent lacoco our resident football player our resident football mom we thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will catch you next week for part three of the season in review for louisville football stay tuned folks go cards